Kumlen and a block to murder. Today's block is Daf Yud Amad Aleph. Let's begin from the Mishnah of Tesla Bays on the bottom. We're continuing with the theme of Ain Bain. So the last thing we learned was about the difference between the times when there was in the when there was no base on Migdush. What um there was a Bamba Gidela in Noivan and Gida and Givoy, and then there was a Bamba Tan in the backyards. And what the difference was, what carbonus you can bring on them. Now we're continuing talk, discussing the Mishkan, the race of Migdash. So we learned ain't been Shila and Shalayim. There's no difference between Shila, which was the Mishkan, and Yerushalayim. Anyone that can see, as long as you can see Shila, you can eat there your carbon shlamim, for example, your carbon kaida, and um, and Yerushalayim, it's to do with the wall. The can, the can, and in both places, kotche, kotchim, the cholim, lithnim, and a clan, kotche, kotchim, like karmachatas, and eaten by the kainin, can only be eaten inside the base of English or inside the curtains by the Mishkan or inside the walls by the base of English. Another difference is Kedusha Shila Yesh Achrehetta. When Shila was destroyed, bombers became permitted again. And um, but Kedusha Shalayim, once Shalayim was built, Ain Achrehetta. There's no use afterwards of. Bombas says the Gemara. Shimon Hatzadik had a son, and he built a base of Migdash in Mitzrayim. A large uh, populace lived in Mitzrayim, and he built the base of Migdash there. And we'll have a Gemara Menach as a big argument whether it was built Hashem Shemaim, or was it actually built in um, for Avodah Zara. So Amar Abizchak and Koinim who worked there were penalized; they couldn't come back and work in a base of Migdash. Amar Abizchak said. Shemaiti, I heard. And even though there's a general rule that when you go into Chutzlaris, the offer, the dirt, becomes, it makes it tummy. So um, Teshavit explains that, but as far as the basic midrash, Chayna was concerned, if it was meant for, it was built for the right reasons, they did not apply the laws of Tumor of Eretz uh, Amin, the nation of the world. So said, Shemaiti, I heard. Shemakrivin, the base Chayna, that you can. Wow. Makriv in the Mizbeach of this place called Beis Chaynev, the building base of Migdash of Beis Chaynev, and Bizman um, Hazeh today. Which uh, some of them unfortunately have a hard time understanding. Beis Chaynev did not exist in the times of Rabbi Yitzchak. You know, it um, it was destroyed a long time earlier. But anyway, Ksavar, he held that Beis Chaynev, love Beis Avaydazaru. He held it wasn't Avaydazaru at all. He held that it was. Um, Built for the right reason, so therefore you can continue using it. Says the Gemara, um, the Kosova, but he holds further. He holds that uh, Yerushalayim is no longer a sacred place, and um, and he holds that now Yerushalayim is destroyed. You're permitted to use bombas again, and like um, after it was destroyed. Chesivet says, "Kileibosam ad atzo." You didn't come until now. Elamenucha velanachla. You didn't come now yet to the place of rest and to the place of inheritance. Menucha that is shiloi. That is when you go, when you arrive at shiloi. That's the place of rest. And nachla is referring to Yerushalayim. So because we're comparing uh, shiloi to Yerushalayim, and we follow, we compare Yerushalayim to shiloi. Actually, makish nachla menucha. We compare Yerushalayim inheritance to the place of rest shiloi. Just like everyone agrees in Shiloh, after it was destroyed, um, after you were allowed to, um, after yeah, they moved out, you're allowed to um, use the bombers again. After the same thing with Shalim, you can use the bombers again. 
That's what he believes. So therefore, he says today you cannot bring your shlaim, but you could bring in Beit Chaim, as if the Beit Chaim still existed in his time. To tell you, some say it's problematic. Amrulay. So they said to him, Amarta, did you actually say that? Amrulay, no, no, he changed his mind and he stepped back and said, no, I didn't. Amarava, what do you mean you didn't? Ah, he'll keep. I swear, Amrulay, you said it. The Gemilaman, I myself heard it from you. So we're talking now in times of Rava, and as if to say the Beit Chaim still existed in those times. My time at Kahada Base, so why did if he said it, why did he step back? Because Ramadi had a question. Ramadi is going to try to prove that the Shlaim is holy today, like it was back then. And the base of the site of his major holy today was back then. So therefore, Kedusha Shaina is Kitchalasulave. The Moisa Ramara is the question. It says in our Mishnah right here, Kedusha Shiloi, yes, Akhara Heta. The Kedusha Shiloi, there's a Heta afterwards. Um, it says clearly here that the Kedusha Shalayim, there's no Heter Obamas afterwards. And once there's no, there's no Heter Obamas afterwards, so therefore, um, how can you say that Yishalayim no, no longer holy could use Obamas? Clearly, Lamech says he can't. Um, so what do you call so, so Someone to say, so why Rabbi Yitzchak didn't know this Mishnah? How can you be an Amid if you don't know Mishnais? But he he thought that even though Amishnah says this, there are other Tanaim who disagree, and he's passing like the other Tanaim. So therefore, he wasn't the, the third initial. Um, but later on, he changed his mind. So, so then what he changed his mind was he decided that really nobody's arguing Pilates Bamas, even those who hold that the basic media is no longer holy, they're only arguing whether you can still bring a carbon today. We know that they used to people go, you know, held the Shanyin, bring a carbon Pesach, whether the, you still can bring a carbon today on the site of the Mizbech, is it still holy? But no one says that you can start bringing carbonus again on Bamas. Even those who hold Shalayim is no longer holy, but there's no longer a license to use Bamas. And that's where he changed his mind. Doesn't matter further. That's one question. Oh, it's now we learn. Shabbos Shalayim. Once again, Shalayim. Nesra Habamas. All the Bamas who came also. V'lohay Yelam Hay the Heta is no longer any Heta for it. And v'hi Hoysel and Nachal. Now it came to permanent inheritance. So the Rishon will change his mind. Says the Gemara. And indeed, Tanoi to Machlekes Tanoi. Now we're going to search for and see where that Tanoim argue whether Shalayim or the base of Midrash is still the holy site. Whether you can still bring Kabbalas today. And the base of English. Our brother said, "Shemaiti, I heard Shabbonin behechom. I heard when they were building the second base of English. So what they did was also kolayim lehechol. They built curtains around, you know, the area of the base of English, and they climbed on curtains around while they were building the wall. They built curtains, and while they're building the courtyard, they built the, um, the wall, the ground courtyard. They also built curtains." Ella, what's the difference in the temple, the base of itself, and the courtyard? Behechel in the base of itself, by Machutz. They put curtains inside and they built a wall surrounding it. Ubazar, but we came to the courtyard all the way around. They built inside and the curtain was on the outside. And Amr, I'm going see why. Amr, I'm sure said, I'm sure disagrees. He said, I heard Shemakrivin. So it seems like they built temporary walls till they built a permanent wall. That's what Abelazar says. Comes along and the said, I heard. I heard that you can bring in the base of Mikdash even if there's no walls, no temporary walls, no permanent walls. <clears throat> so it sounds like the first one, a blood hole, you need walls before you can use the base of Mikdash and or curtain, something. And the Rabbi, and Rabbi Shur said, you don't need anything. 
because they because they started bringing kabbalas straight away. They didn't wait until the base really was fully constructed before they brought kabbalas. They would eat kachim kachim even though there was no curtain. In other words, it was still a holy site. Kachim kalim and they ate kachim kalim around the shlaim. There was no wall. They should do should have shown the kitchen of the site because I love because the site itself was still holy. So here we see that seems to be an argument. They had to build temporary walls first. Seems to learn that it's not holy until you have walls. And uh, but Yeshua holds still holy even when there's no walls. That's what appears. Because the Rabbalezer, since Rabbalezer explains it, and he says the reason why you don't need walls is because the site is still holy. It would appear that Rabbalezer, you just said they had to build temporary walls, holds that it wasn't holy until they put up some kind of a temporary walls. Rabbalezer saw it like Kitchalas, it's not holy. Perhaps Kuliyama, everyone holds Kedusha to show in the Kitchalas Shaita, the Kitchalas Love. Maybe everyone agrees that it's a holy site. So, how come Rabbalezer says that he heard that they actually built temporary walls prior to that? He's just telling you a fact, but he heard, not having any implications regarding halacha, whether the site or not. He just heard that they happened to build temporary walls. Maybe there was still a holy site, but they built temporary walls. Ah, you can ask me questions. So why did they build temporary walls? Why did they build temporary walls if there's no need for it? Let's use the Baalma purely for discretion. Purely for discretion, that's all. So therefore, everyone may be, no, there's no, there's no tanaim here who say clearly, openly, that the base of Migdash site is not holy anymore. Maybe you want to hold it as holy. The only argue, argument is what actually happened historically, and why possibly they built temporary walls for some discretion. Ella, so there's another group of tanaim, perhaps. Kihani tanaim, the following tanaim will argue whether the base of Migdash is holy, even though it's not upstanding or not. The Tanya, the Nebraisa, Omar Abishmah, Shmuel said, but Rabbi Yaisi, the son of Rabbi Yaisi, Lama Manu Chachamim, why did the rabbis go ahead and tabulate? As Elu, all of these different cities, Shekisha Olu, Ben because when they went with Ezra back to Ezra, Motsas, Elu, they found these cities, the kitchen decided to rededicate them. Abel Rishain is the early, uh, there were other cities, but they didn't rededicate those other cities. So they're no longer holy. They're not considered by his butter let's say for a walled city beside the house and so on. But other cities, since they didn't re, um, rededicate it when they went the second time, are no longer holy. Clearly, that the first Kedusha didn't continue. The first Kedusha, when they went to Israel, they sanctified these cities. It wasn't permanent. So that's opinion. So here, clearly, we heard Rabbi Shemobar Rebbe holds that Kedusha Shaita is not lovely. But I mean, I'll ask you a question. It says another Bible says the same Rabbi Shmuel but Rabbi Yaisi, which we're going to have a contradiction. Why only to nominate these cities? There were many other cities. It says in the Pasuk that um, they captured all of these cities. And Shishim, uh, 60 cities, called Hebel Argoi, entire ship of Argoi, it says, Kol Elu Orim, all of these cities, but sorry, they're all fortified with the walls, the way and the height. And um, all these cities are holy. And they made him holy. So you want to ask before we move on. So you're telling me that they found these, you just said that all the cities were holy. Then you tell me they found these and made them holy. Why, why bother making them holy? They're holy already. Kitchen. You just said a minute ago, you just said a minute ago that all the cities still maintain the Kedusha. The initial Kedusha still remains. So why these cities that were nominated, they make holy again? They found these, they counted them. But truth of the matter is, not only these, 
Any city that you have a tradition, from your ancestors, that had a war once upon a time, is all of these mitzvahs that have to do with uh, like if you sell a house one year to redeem it and then you loot it, or let's say that a material has to be sent out, or reading a Megillah if it has a wall, there's a wall around it from dating back to Yeshua Benun, all of these cities. You continue conducting as if there's a wall around it. And they should So this Tana here clearly learns that the original Kedusha continues onwards. So the problem is, Kashi, the Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel. We have a problem, two Rabbi Shmuel's here. So we answer today, Tanoi, Rabbi Shmuel, said. Some of the shame in Zvach and other talk about is. But you know, we're putting all together this Kedusha of walled cities, this Kedusha of Yerushalayim, the three different levels of Kedusha, this Kedusha of walled cities, this Kedusha of Yerushalayim, and this Kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash. Kedusha of walled cities applied to all the dinner we do with walled cities, like we just mentioned, about reading the Megillah, about the Metzayda, the redemption of the house, and so on. Kedusha of Yerushalayim has to do with eating kach of kalim with Ma'is Hashemi. And then there's Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash, which has to do with whether you can bring Kabbalists to the Mizbech, or you can bring Kabbalists today. And that doesn't necessarily follow because you believe, let's say, the Beis HaMikdash is, is still continues. And therefore, the Kedusha of the world thing also continues. Maybe there's two separate Machlaikasen. And yet the Gemara seems here, because we could have answered very simply. The first Rabbi Shmuel Reisi, we couldn't really answer, but Rabbi could have said that, what in the world does Rabbi Shmuel have to do with our discussion of Yitzchak of whether the base of Migdash site, you can still bring Kabbalah to the Mizbech, and you bring me a whole story there about Bote Arachayma. Maybe the two are not linked. So clearly Rabbi Yitzchak does link it, and that's why he initially he followed the Tanoim that said that the first Kedusha is no longer holy, but uh, and then later changed his mind. So maybe the reason why he changed his mind is that he felt that maybe that um, just because they're arguing regarding a walled city doesn't necessarily reflect on what they would hold regarding the base of English. Maybe because of his Middash, everyone holds such strong Kedusha. That Kedusha still continues. It's only the Kedusha of the walled cities where these Tanoim are arguing. Anyway, another answer, how can Abish argue themselves? Is that two, two uh, students arguing what he said? Or another answer is, he said, time we learn, there's a mistake here, there's an error. It wasn't Rabbi Shmuel, but Rabbi Yesi was Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yesi. Tanya Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yesi, I said the Pesach, that if the year didn't complete, um, that there's a wall there, Afapi, Loi is written as if not, and you want to say yes. So there's a Lamed Vav Aleph. So we dash an Afapi, Loi, no, now it doesn't have, but once upon a time it had, had before previously, that's good enough. Okay, now we're going to go back to Purim, and we're going to start discussing the Megillah. Says the Pesach, "Hey, starts off the, the Megillah in the times of Achashvedish." Omar Ablevi, we tame Rabbi Yenison. Ablevi said, "Another say, Rabbi Yenison says, 'Dovas emesavi yedenu.' Mashatvelo, we have a tradition from the dating back to the times of Antioch. That's like Doila, a komokum shenem avayhi. When it says avayhi, ain't el lashon tzars. Like vay, vay means woe. So avayhi means that something terrible, ominous. It's an ominous warning. Something terrible is going to happen." What happened? Habi Haman. Haman came on the, on the horizon. He came at times when they were judging the judges. And what happened over there? Habi Rav. There was a famine. In that very post, it says, Vahi Rav. So again, it was, it was it's, it's foreboding. Then it says, 
right before Noah. But he kehecho hadam lolav, but people began to multiply. And what happened then? By Yan Hashem, kinabarosa hadam, how terrible was. Again, all of these things open up with preface of the word vayhi. Then it says, for example, vayhi menosa mikedem. That uh, the people, this is the Derhaflaga, they were traveling to Mikedem, and then they, what happened, Havanim they decided to build a tower of bubble and they were punished. Then we have Ahi Bimeam Ruffle, came the times on Ruffle, and the, the, the story of the four kings, and also Muhammad, they made it, they waged a war. I mean, what happened there? Then it says, Ahi Yeshua, Yeshua was in Yerichai. And the Malach stood in front of him, which we learned about the beginning of Gimel in the Gemara. And the Harbash was in the Malach appeared before him. And um, with a with a sword in his hand, and wanted to harm him. By he Hashem is Yeshua. Another instance of he Hashem was with Yeshua, and his name spread throughout the world. And then we had the story of Achan, where he um, plundered from the spoils that uh, Yeshua and his armies took. By Yimelo Bnei Yisrael. By he Ish Echem and Armosim. We talk about the beginning of Shmuel that the um, Elkanah, one of the people in Armosim. So it says by he again. And what happened then? Hannah had to pray because she was barren. By he, Kizaka Shmuel, and it says further when Shmuel became, became of age. And but and then the problem was, and he wanted to make his children the leaders. And the next part said, his children were not up to the task, they didn't go in his ways. So everybody he leads to some disappointment. But he David says positive double the whole drachah. David went all his ways. Masca was intelligent. But Hashem, Ima Hashem is always with him. It's a good thing. And then right after that, it says, "By he show in as David David show became envious of love that onwards." Again, you see, it leads into something bad. Then it says, "By he ki Yosef Hamela with David was sitting at home." And he was resting from all his enemies. You think it's a good thing. And then it says there, David should tell him, by the way, David, good news. You're not going to be able to build the base of Migdish. Only your son will. So you tell me that every time it says by he, something ominous. Let me ask you a question. It says by he, by Yemashmini. In Pasha Shmini, it starts off by he. It was on the eighth day and they dedicated by some The Mishkan, the time we learned, that day was such a joyous, festive day for the Abishad. Equal to the day of creation. How do we know that? When it came to creation, it says, So we see, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. What happened then? Who died, passed away on that very day. Okay, I'll give you another example where he seems to be uh, um, giving good regards. Like, see, it says, It was 480 years and he even left Mitzrayim. Um, and that's when they built the base of Middash. And that was the fourth year of his reign. And so it was a good, so we see by he's a good thing. When it says, again, it says, that's one question. Question number two it says, by he, Kashero, Yaakov, Rachel, and Yaakov, so Rachel. And then, you know, by he, and then he married Rachel. But there's a lot of bad things that happened in the house of Logan as well. So, Mark could have answered that, but the Mark continues. But see, but he added by Yvaki and Mecha, and that's a good thing by he. Oh, they all begin with by he, and they all are good news stories. Well, you could too, and so many other instances. Omar Abash, Abash says, Right, let me modify the statement. Call by he, the word by he itself, sometimes it's like this, or like this. But by he, remember how does it begin? He, but it says by he, is coming to tell you something ominous. 
It's a lotion of tsar and chamisha. There's a total of five vayibemeh. That's number one. Number two, vayibemeh shvaita shvaita. When we start off with the hunger, the famine, then vayibemeh ruffle the kings, the four kings, the five kings, and what you captured. Vayibemeh achos, and then we have it was in the time of the of the achos, the son of Yosem, and uh, when the, the Melch Haram came. And the Pekam and Amalyo to Shalim to wage a war. Um, and then we have Ahibme Yakum, which began the time of Golos and Sahib and May. Um, and that was 11 years before Sikiyo. So we see Ahib May is bad. We have another tradition, by the way, we're talking about kings that Amad is Yishayim. Yishayim was a Novi, and his father's name was Amad, Yishayim and Amad. And Amatia, there was a king called Amatia, who was the king of Yehuda. You should know Achimau, they were actually brothers. Micah Mashalon, what's he trying to tell us? He said that any, any woman, she knew a base chamel, that is modest in the house of her father-in-law, her in-laws, merit that our children you will have kings, royalty, and prophets. How do we know? We know from Tamar, from Tamar herself. Let's see what it says by Yehuda. It says that Yehuda, by Yirel Yehuda, Yehuda saw her when he saw her on the crossroads. And by Yachshavel, he assumed that she was a harlot. He kisses her because she covered her face. A bit, bit odd, since when the harlots cover the face. Mishum kissed her panel, because she covered her face, he, she decided she was a zayna. What does it mean? Not that she currently covered her face. She covered her face when she was at home. So Yehuda never really knew his daughter in law. She always covered her face. She was so modest. Lahabi Yodla didn't know. And then eventually he married her. And what was and who were the children? Zachsavyotzim and Malachim. He had kings, the Nevian prophets. Who were Malachim? Obviously, the kings were Medavid. The kings were from David Hamelech, who came from Perez. And the Vim, and who were the Nevim? Must be because what we just learned. We have a tradition. We're actually brothers. So and says, So we see that what that's coming descending from Tamar, you have a Navi and you have a Malachi. talking about Ablevi, something else we learned from We have a tradition in our hands from our ancestors, that the Oran did not take up any room whatsoever. They didn't take up any room at all. Measured the room, both sides of the Oran to the walls, and it didn't take up any room. And at the same time, it had to be, you had to meet the exact criteria in the title, all the measurements. Um, so you mark explain how it works. Tanya, um, we learned, Oran was a Moshe, Yeshle, Eser, Amaz, the Oran Moshe had with 10 Amaz, every side, every angle from the Oran, from either side of the Oran to the wall was, was made of 10 Amaz. Uksi, it says, the leaf had beer, it says that in front of the, the beer. The entire room itself was was 20 amas. So the room, the cavity of the room, or just the room itself, because an empty room took up 20 amas, because that was in front of the Hechel. And, um, and that is what separated the Kodesh and Kodesh So in that room was 20 amas. And Uksi, when it says that in the room you had the Kruvim, and the Kruvim, it says that Kanafa Kruva Echot Eser Amas, the wing span of the of each crew was 10 amas from one end of the, the wing to the other end of the other wing the entire span was 10 amas the other one is 10 amas so the, the crew themselves took up 20 amas of the, the span of the room 20 amas and we was on 
Where in the world was the Aram itself sitting? It must be the whole thing was a miracle. And that's how it was a manifest, that was a manifestation of the Shekhinah resting in the base of Mikdash. Now, we have, like, if you ever look at Medish Rabbah, it always begins the Pashis, that they would, as an introduction to the Pasha, they would find a Pasik in Tanakh, and they would say that it alludes to some events in the Pasha. So the Gemara says here, when they started the Pasha, means we started the Pasha, we started from here. It says the Pasha, I'll stand up to them, I'll cut out the bubble, shame. Their name, Ushar, and their and their relatives also means the grandchildren, the descendants. Nu Hashem says the Abishta. So what exactly did he take away? What did he take away from Babel? So Shame Zaksab, he took away their language. He lost their language and their, their, their alphabet. And um, and they, they had to use other people's alphabets. And Sha'ar, they what do you mean they lost their, their relatives, their Lashem? That they lose their way of communicating. With the relative, we have to communicate. They lost their way of communicating because they lost their language as well. We don't no longer have a Babylonian language. I guess Aramaic is not really the real authentic Babylonian language. Nin, um, <clears throat> even in Aramaic itself, you look at Talmud Yushami, it's very different than the Talmud Babli. The Talmud Babli Aramaic is much easier to follow than the Talmud Yushami. So there's different degrees of Aramaic. Um, so, so therefore, it must be talking about some, uh, like, um, Tracer says we're talking about the, fa- the language of the royalty. Just like Talmud Yudashami of Aramaic, it definitely is not the same uh, Aramaic, or like, it's like more like the, like the, the um, Talmud Baba Aramaic is more the vernacular of the people, the common people. The, the Yudashami is more the literary. And Tracer says there was a third level, like the royalty. And that is what was forgotten. <clears throat> I guess, I guess you could say like Shakespeare English versus regular English. Nin the Malchus, that they lost their um, their, um, their, their kingdom. And Venechid is, again, the descendants, that's Vashti. Vashti is a descendant, and we know what happened there. He introduced the Pasha from elsewhere. It says in the Pasha, I will replace each thing. Tachas and Natsus in the place of a Natsus, which is a, a thorn tree, is Yalabresh, another kind of tree. Will grow. The Tachas has Sirpad and the place of the Sirpad Yala Hadas will grow the Hadasim. Sirpad is again another kind of tree as well. So, what do you mean? Tachas and Atzut means Tachas, Hamana Rasha, it's alluding to Hamana Rasha, Sha'asa, Atzva, where the Zoda, he treated himself like he was some kind of a god and everybody had to bow down to him. When it says, that all the different Nautzim, the different kinds of thorn trees, and um, somehow or another, this alludes to Homan Russia becoming a Vedazara. But in place, Yala Baraish, what's going to be in this place? Mordechai will take over. The Mordechai Shadika Raish, Baraish is a Drosha Raish, the head. Mordechai became superior to the Hapsami to all the kind of spies. The Shemet says, It says, You should take yourself Psamim Raish and with Mordechai and Metagmin, the, um, the Targum of Mordechai is Mordechai. The target murderer is Moridochi. So we see that's Mordechai. And therefore, that alludes to what he's a Psalmim, he's the head of the Psalmim, and he will take over uh, from Haman. Tachas Asapin, the place of Sapin, which is referring to Tachas Vashti Harishor, in the place of Vashti, Bas Benoy Shemuchayosh, we said before Nid, she was a granddaughter of Luchad Netzar, and according to some, Achashvedis was only a stable hand. 
but he became royalty because he married Shavashti, Shesoraf Refidas Beis Hashem. It destroyed the, the house of the Abishta, or, um, or the place where the, the house of the Abishta was meant to be. <clears throat> um, it says, Refidasai Zav. The Abishta resting place is, is gold. Yala Hodas and Hodas will take over. Who's that? So Esther Hatzadek is Shunikras Hadassah. She's called Hadassah. She never says, but he Oimein Es Hadassah. That Mordechai brought up Hadassah. Says the Gemara. So we're talking about the Buchanetzah destroyed the house of Hashem, and Vashti was a granddaughter of hers and was taken over by Esther. Uh, then it says further, Hashem Lushain, and it'll be today, which there's a name, that's Mikra Megillah, and it's all part of the same posse. That's talking about reading Megillah, that what? Oilam, a sign forever. These are the days of Purim, and that's probably how we learn now that Purim will never be abolished. Even Los Lavai, Purim will never be abolished. Let's go further. So that's how, whenever we start dashing about Megillah's Esther, he would start with these Psukimia. When he introduced the story of Purim, he started with the following introduction. It says, The Abishta wanted to, uh, the Abishta was happy. The Abishta was happy about the Eden. They wanted to improve their ways. The Abishta also will be happy when he has to, um, to, to do bad to you. Um, what does that mean? <coughs> Um, so the mother, the happy when the Shem fall apart. It says that that they go before the army. It says in this particular posse. Um, when Yeshua went to fight with them with with Amoy, um, and they were singing to the Abishta. Even though you know they're having a difficult time, and, and they were singing to the Abishta. but it says Hoydul Hashem Kilon Chazde. What have to tell you? Rabbi Yechon bin Malon and Kitoi Bahoydazu. Why does he Kitoi? We say like Baruch Hu Sameach Machlos Hashem. The Abishta is not happy when the Yidden or or Hashem are getting killed. And um, you, as we learned before, you know, the Bruy told Amei and Rabbi, and they told him that you know. Chaytim. We want the sinners to disappear. Chatoim, and not the Chaytim. And therefore, they're not happy when, the, even though he's punishing somebody deserves punishment, they're not necessarily is happy about that. So, what does it mean? It says over there that the Abish is the Abish is Ken Yossi's Lahara as Chavz Ami. So, he says, um, I bring another proof that the Abish is not happy when um, when the, the, even the enemies get hurt. Forget about the people who deserve better. Even people deserve to be punished. It says they didn't approach each other the whole night. Right by the Yamsu, he was standing there. He says, talked about something else altogether. The Malachim wanted to sing a shira when Eden were about to cross the Yam. My creations are drowning in the Yam. Who am I? The Mitzrayim are about to drown. You want to sing a song? So the famous question of the Shvarim, it says, but the Eden did. Eden sang as Yosha. You know, the Abishai prevented the Malachim from singing a song when the Eden was saved. And yet the, the Eden were allowed to say, what's a chiluk? So the answer is, the Shvarim, it says, the difference between a Malach and, and, and the Yid is 
It says, when Malachim are referred to they're very rigid, they're very fixed in their ways. They're only unidirectional. They can be, they have only one midah. They're chesed, they're good malachim. They're good, they're good. and Ayid, we're a composite. We can have chesed, and then five minutes later, good. In fact, we can have them both concurrently. You know, when you punish a child, it's chesed and good. You know, you're punishing, but you're doing it for this love, out of love. We can mix emotions. We can cry and laugh at the same time. So Yidin are able to sing as Yashiv. We are very happy that we were saved. And at the same time, we can feel uh, a bit remorse that the entire nation had to be destroyed. Malachim doesn't have the capacity. If they're going to be singing a song, they cannot have the, they don't have the capacity at the same time to feel any pain for the fact that Maisa Yode Tavabiyam. There's another shot that others want to say exactly the opposite. They just said, you want, they should die like by Sancheret. All the 108,000 soldiers, they died. They heard the Malachim sing and they all passed out. So the Malachim here was saying, no, we'll sing and then the machine will die. What do you have to go through the whole exercise, the rigmarole of, of crossing, of, of, of splitting the yam? So the Abish just says, These Mitzrayim took these little Jewish kids and threw them into the Nile, like we read this with Pasha, and they tried to destroy my nation. And all you want to do is sing a song and then they should pass out like that? No, let them die in the Yamsuf. Exactly the opposite of shot. Anyway, what we're trying to push for anybody here, we're trying to prove in the does not rejoice when people are being harmed. So, what does it mean in the post when it says, Ken Yossi's Lahar Askem? Abish will be happy when he harms you. Our brother, who ain't a sus, Avlachid in Mesis. Abish Taka does not, is not happy when this happens, but he, but others will be happy about this particular event because they are spared. Um, so the Gemara, but they cannot prove it to you. You see what it says, Cain Yossis, he will make others happy. Like see Yossus, that he will be happy. I'm not that proves the point. He introduced the whole passage somewhere else, which says, it says the positive, a person that has good for him, before him, because he gave over his understanding and his wisdom and his joy. Then Mordechai Tzadik is referring to Mordechai Hatzadik. And to the chayte, to the sinner, he gave him in your less of lichnaisim to go out there and gather together and and gather together. Zehaman is referring to Haman. Lost in the toilet when they came to give good before the Abish to the Mordechai by Esther, the Chsiba Tosim, Esther, Mordechai, Albay Saman. Esther, Mordechai replaced Haman and they took over, they took over everything from him. Um, they introduced the entire story of putting with the following posseg. It says, I will put my chair in my throne in Elam, and I will destroy from there all these kings and these officers. Um, Melech, which king was referring to Zubashti, and the Sodim, the Homan Vasodabon, the Vashti was killed, and then Homan Vasodabon was killed as well. He introduced the parsha from here, where it says, "Kiavodi manachnu, we we are avodim uvavduseinu loyazavun alukim." And while we were avodim, they should forsake us by yitol in the chesed chaim malchim paras, and he and he uh, he enamored us to the kings of paras. Amos, I when when did this whole thing happen? This man Haman. This is a pasuk is written to say for Ezra. And uh, when did Abishta make us, um, I guess, wanted or desired in time of Haman that we became favorites to the king? Okay, we will.